1: great to be back with you folks. Again, we're honored that we can come across your airwaves and radios and just spend a few minutes with you and talking. So we've been excited about this day. A couple things you should know about. First, we've let Miss Stephanie have a little bit of vacation. We're going to give her a couple weeks this year. This is the first one and and she'll be back for a little while and she'll have another week off here in the future. But we certainly hope her and her eight kids are having a great time. And for those of you who know Stephanie and her kids, you know that Caleb's out there catching frogs somewhere and and uh, emmy's being emmy and i'm sure they're having a great time so just be lifting stephanie or family up stephanie know that we miss you with me uh, who has been with me the last four days all week is uh, pastor tony miller decades in the ministry decades as a uh, a Bible college dean, decades as a pastor, still pastoring, still helping people, still, still available today, still making a difference. And so we've been starting off every single show with something about PTSD, a characteristic or something we're going through. And what we want to do today is we're just changing everything today. This entire show is dedicated to narcissism and how uh, you know, maybe God's Word can help you, what to look for, how we can maybe help people with narcissism, maybe when to pull the plug. I, I don't know how far we're getting. We're just going to listen to Pastor Miller. He's got some great information about it, where the Word comes from, what a narcissist is. Some of us need to take a look at that ourselves and say, hey, is there any of that in me? I don't want that. And uh, so we're going to do that. So I want to start off by reading Second Timothy, and then we're going to go ahead and let Pastor Miller talk, and I'm going to ask some questions and. We'll go back and forth, but I want to start out in Second Timothy. Uh, Pastor Miller will share another verse or two as it comes to his mind. But I always think about these end times and these things. I I was telling Pastor Miller a little while ago that narcissism wasn't really a place for people in the army. You know, people in the, narcissists they just don't fit in the army. And as Pastor Miller was saying, well, of course, you got to be a team. You know, you got to come down to that level where you can lead the team. The army leads from the front. You know, you don't get in the back somewhere and say, hey, go do this. The real leaders in the Army are out front. They're the first ones to go. When you when you ruck up, when you put that rucksack on and you put your LBE on your load-bearing equipment and and you put on your backpack and you put on your M16 or your M9, M4, whatever you're carrying, your grenade launchers, and you throw 110 pounds worth of stuff on you and put a helmet on top just for good luck, and you got those vests on and all those things on, and you take off, and it's real there's no time for, hey, are you good enough to be out there in front of me? <laughs> or, hey, I'm better at this than you. Let me take your place. So uh, we see narcissism uh, not in those places, only in the talking places. You don't see it where the rubber hits the road. And But the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, starting in verse number 1 through verse number 7, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this saw are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with divers lust ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth and uh pastor i mean we read those words and boy they they speak a lot of society today don't they Oh yes so anywhere you want to start talking about narcissism anywhere you want to start
2: well it, it comes from greek mythology really and it's about a young man that's his name is where we get the word narcissism, and uh, he uh, would not uh, pursue anyone in a girl-boy relationship. He no one was good enough. And then one day, he looked down in a pool of water, and it was a mirror effect, and he saw himself. And he says, "Oh, that's the most beautiful person in the world," hmm. uh, you know, and I'm and fell in love with his own image in that pool. Yeah and that's exactly what narcissism is is if i have the greatest love for myself yeah rather than god rather than parents rather than my neighbor and the bible doesn't say that we have to learn to love ourselves that's a false yeah. psychology that is taught today dangerous yeah. yes that you got to learn to love yourself no the bible talks about a believer being like christ yeah And Christ took up a cross, he denied himself, and he suffered in our behalf. He loved us more than he loved his own well-being. And so what we're looking at is the call to the Christian is not to say hate yourself, you know, or humility is not going around thinking negative about yourself. Humility, as Moody said, is thinking about others and their needs, You know, it's not thinking about self at all. It's thinking about others' needs. That's the true heart of God's love is thinking of others' needs and how I can meet them. So a narcissist is somebody that loves himself. He's trying to exalt himself. I'm the only one that's worthy of love. And he's not going to be a team player. He's not going to be a servant Mm. or a she. And so this fleshes out in certain situations. There are businessmen that become this. There are pastors that become this. Yeah. There are people and families that become this.
1: and there's a there's almost pastor this malignant form of this when it's multi-generational in families.
2: Being taught. Yeah. Our sin nature naturally is a narcissistic. okay Yes. that our sin nature is naturally uh, given to loving self. yeah, okay. And so it doesn't have to be encouraged, but parents or leaders in families that are teaching by example, now they're appealing to the sin nature of their child. Be like this. Uh, that's where happiness is in life, loving yourself. Mm. And the scripture repeatedly says, deny yourself so you can serve others. Love your neighbor as much as you would love yourself.
1: Yeah, and, and, and you know that verse there, just exactly what you're talking about, Pastor, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Yes. And, you know, from such, turn away from these people. But, you know, as you were telling the story, what came to my mind right away is, is you know, a narcissist, you know, narcissism looks in that pool, looks in that puddle, and nobody else was ever good enough. Yes. Yes narcissism, it it, it is, it's got a malignancy about it too. So not only are you bringing down your spouses, your family, your parents, the people around you,
2: integrating them.
1: That's right. You're, you're, you're taking away (laughs) their value. And you know, I, I wanted to comment too pastor on something you said, because I think you made a very important point. It's never been about loving ourselves and forgiving ourselves. I heard a pastor one time who did a terrible job because it was wrong but he, he he preached on forgiving yourself. Mm-mm. You know, we can't, Billy, if we could forgive ourselves, we wouldn't need a Savior,
2: folks. We'd be God.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's self-worth, self-value, self-esteem. That's real stuff. Don't give me, none of us are going to sit here and say it's not real, that you don't feel good about yourself. The difference that we're going to say is take the word self, cross it out, and put the word God there. What does God think about me? Yeah. How much does God love me? You know? Yes. So here we are, Pastor, you know, you know, change all those self words to God words and things get better. He loves you so much. He died for you. Yes. Uh, You've been bought with a price, brethren. So we need to remember. So if people been scarred, that's where I'm getting at, Pastor. I know sometimes I take a walk around the block and I end up stopping at my neighbor's house. But if if we if we look at this, there's people out there that are being hurt by folks right now, you know, who are narcissistic. Uh, who look in that puddle and see everything beautiful? How, what in the world do they do?
2: The person that's being hurt? Yes. The person that is being hurt, uh, first of all, I think is going to have to look and say, am I saved personally? And if I'm saved, I will be able to suffer unfair treatment in a godly, Christ-like way. See how Christ suffered. He suffered unfairly, unjustly, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. So he was willing to suffer for the benefit of others. And then the other thing is, is to display to the person that is narcissistic how you can have joy in not loving yourself, but loving God and others. And so being an example that there's the joy of the Lord in living that life and making appeals, because a lot of these people are unsaved. And so making appeals, the answer for a narcissist is to come and be saved if they're not and experience God's love and have the love of God shed abroad in their heart. And then if they are saved, to start letting the love of God flow through them toward others rather than it being a dead-end street on us. God doesn't save us simply for us to be the center of the universe, and I'm the only one being loved and should be loved. He saves us so that we'll know his love and then go give it to others. Yeah. And so that's what this person needs to be appealed to, is you get saved, you experience the love of God shed abroad in your heart, and you're going to go share it, and you're going to give it.
1: Now we... And, and, and I, I'm not stopping here, folks. I'm not doing that. I want to transition to the to the uh, sponsor segment here for a minute. We're going to come back and say, you know, when when is enough enough? And we we're, we're going to do all that. We know this is coming, and we're we're here learning. Uh, we're very thankful to be learning at the bottom of the cross with Pastor. So in just a minute, so just take a minute, listen to this sponsor, and we'll be right back. Well, here we are, Pastor. So great news. We're we're going to go out. We're going to try to uh, display. Uh, what God's done in our lives, how we don't need to be self-centered, all about us, and when does it get to a point where we're being hurt, our family's being hurt, whatever the case may be. Let's say it's somebody exterior. You know, if you're a husband or wife, that changes the rules. You need to get into biblical counseling. We get all that. Yes. Let's say it's someone exterior than that, a friend, uh, a relative, or someone that's just ruining your life. Where, Where at this point, Pastor, do we say, And how this needs to stop
2: well biblical guidelines tell us that if someone is a this kind of a person that you go and you try and restore a brother or sister in a spirit of meekness considering yourself so but it doesn't work when one person normally goes to that person alone yeah okay now if they've been wronged by that person they initially go to them alone but you bring in two or three witnesses and then you bring in the church. Yeah. That's God's design for correcting a brother or sister, or a professed brother or sister in Christ, is you bear more weight by more testimonies and witnesses, this is your problem. Yeah. Now, if that person is so blinded by that, and it comes a point the church has to deal with him and discipline them out of the church, God's not done with him. I think of an individual personally that I've known in the last decade, and this person ended up losing their family, their wife. And so it turns out now God is not only allowing them to not have this umbrella and protection of a church, so to speak, now they don't even have their family. And God lets it go because it says here in this proverb 17:20 he that hath a froward heart,
1: a wicked heart yeah.
2: findeth no good and he that hath a perverse tongue falleth into mischief. and God's yeah. going to see to it we can be assured of that. God's going to see to it if this is one of his children, he's going to let them experience discipline and losses in their life. yeah and so the person that is being hurt, may be removed, but they can pray and they can be assured that God is going to not stop with a professed believer. And yeah. they, they're they going to fall into mischief. They're going to have significant loss. Just a narcissist drives people away. Just in itself, it reaps out what you sow. You know, loving self does not draw people to you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's statistical truth. People that love pastors and Christian counselors. Why? because they know that pastor or Christian counselor loves them and will sacrifice for their well-being.
1: Right. What's the reason behind what what everybody's doing? And I I, I love what Pastor just said. So if the person's a member of the church, if you're being hurt by someone in the church and you go to Matthew 18, which is what Pastor just did very eloquently explain to us, you go to the individual and say, hey, you're messing me up. And I believe it's sin. Let's look at it in the Bible. And if that person doesn't get right, well, then you go grab a couple people. You grab the pastor, you grab a deacon. What? I mean, you grab a couple people and you go sit down. Yes, exactly. And you say, Boy, you're still hurting me. You're hurting my family. Now, there's biblical precedents for this. The apostle Paul did this, you know, and he, he had a deal with Alexander the coppersmith and his other buddy. And Paul got to the point where he said, I, I got to give him up.
2: Them over. I got to
1: turn them over. It's yeah. it's it's I I got to give up. So sometimes, dear friends, unfortunately, when you're dealing with this, the uh, best case scenario and what God would have us do is that go to them, win them with with God's love. If if it doesn't end, you got to have that specific and you might hear my my guys out here (laughs) blowing the sidewalk right now that's one thing you may hear I didn't think about that but anyway you I think pastor you know you get to a point where you go to them you sit down with them alone you go out there with the church and and boy I've seen that work eight out of ten times that I've actually went with the pastor and been called to go sit down with people I used to go with with the pastor and do those types of things eight out of ten times they worked and a couple times they don't but how about that person? Now, we're at that point, and I told you, folks, this was going to be chock full of information, so hang in there with us. But how about that person who's not a member of the church, who's not a member of uh, the kingdom, who's, who's not saved, who's uh, not a member of the family?
2: Okay, well, if it's somebody at work, you can make an appeal to the owner of the business or someone over them. Yeah. If you make an appeal to them From some, you're a subordinate, let's say, to them, you make an appeal to them, but you can also make an appeal to those that have authority over them. God Mm -hmm. operates within an authority structure in every area of life, whether it's the military, whether it's that, uh, business, uh, fellow employees, whatever you take in.
1: You just got to, I think what I'm hearing from Pastor Miller, and this is important for us, and that's why I wanted, Him to talk about this because I knew he'd come at it from a very biblical and a very uh, balanced position here. You can't live like this forever. And right. Pastor Miller just said, you can appeal to the boss. You can appeal to the boss's boss. We, so if it's someone you work with, I mean, there's laws in place where society, as Pastor was just saying, that, that, that God provides, you know, avenues. And,
2: yeah, civil or criminal, you've got the law.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's some people that may show up in your life and try to ruin your life, and they may not be right with God, and you just have to separate. I mean, you've you got to go through the steps. Don't get me wrong. This God has provided a way to do things. But if you've been through the steps, this is the biggest problem that people listen to us have, Pastor Miller. They've been through the steps. Yeah. In some cases, they've been through the steps a dozen times. Right. And they're still getting hurt. And they're still
2: well, I don't see a problem with withdrawing from people like that. It says yeah. as much as possible, it lies within you, live, live peaceably in. with all men. But it says only as it's possible. Yeah. And you've got places, uh, you, if somebody's doing this, it's your work, uh, look for another job or ask God to remove them. Yeah. After you've made the appeals. Yeah. And so I, it doesn't have to keep on and on. Yeah. So, unless God just tells you, you need to stay in this job, this is the place I have you, and then you have to be willing to suffer for his glory's sake. But we're not talking about, uh, yeah. once again, something that is as as difficult as a husband that's beating his wife or right. something like that. That's not what we're talking about. No, we're not we're there right a, now. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a job, and yeah. we're talking about a, a church membership because sometimes there are pastors that are like this. Oh and yeah. The, and the answer is if another good Bible preaching church, go join that after you've made your appeal. Yeah,
1: make your appeal. And 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 I think I, I think what what pastors emphasize in a very good way and that's why we're here doing this together right now is you do the Bible thing. And and let me tell you folks, you know, I could name a couple churches right now that would make pastor's hair curl, and he could name a couple that would make my hair curl. And uh, But I'm here to tell you, if you've done the steps, it's, it's okay to go to the other Bible-believing church down the road.
2: Yes, where they have a pastor that loves the people, and he's a shepherd. Yeah, and, and he don't, loves the sheep.
1: And don't, don't live in the old pastor zone. You know, I, I know a lady, and I say this to you, and I, I think Stephanie and I have told you this story, and it could be a hundred ladies that I know or a hundred men, but I know a lady who was just treated like a dog in her church, just terrible, went through all the appeals, did everything, finally gets out of the church and moves somewhere else and goes out of her way to say all that's messed up with her new pastor because he's not a narcissist like the old pastor. And so, you know, you got to ask, it's going back to that litmus test there in the book of Philippians again, chapter four. Is this real? Is this true? Am I, am I, a word pastor used a little while ago and it set, uh, flipped a switch on for me, programmed. You know, and it may have been the last podcast even, you know, we're programmed that way or we've been programmed that way. So, folks, if you've been hurt, it changes your culture a little bit. And if you're not careful, you're looking for something between the hurt and something that's right. There's no balance between them. You're either right or you're wrong, and uh, and boy, you can you can mess up your own family members.
2: Yeah. Well, I know a lady that was a narcissistic, and uh, finally, after many appeals, that church removed her. Wow. From the membership after months and months of appeals, trying to. And everybody was wrong, and she was always right, and she was the only one worth hearing. Even the pastor wasn't. Even her husband wasn't. Yeah. And that church finally came to a point and said, we're removing you. And the result of that was that that church began to grow like it had not been able to grow before. That one person. One person was hindering the Spirit of God. And God's not going to bring people into a church that's covering and hiding or helping a narcissist. That's right. And and, and
1: the same thing in families, the same thing in social groups. I don't care what you're doing. As long as you got that one knucklehead, I mean, it's going to be in the army. I was telling pastor, the hardest thing I had to do in my army career was kick people out. Hardest thing, bar none. Some people just did not fit. They hurt the army. The army was worse because they were there. Yeah. And, and and it's hard you know that to me the army's an easy place but you're talking to a guy who did 26 years and retired as a sergeant major I got it you know they tell you to do something you go do it you know to me that was the army they <laughs> tell you to wear this uniform to weigh this much to get your hair cut this way to look out for your brother or to take care of what the army's buying you, you, you know
2: yourselves to serve the team
1: that's right and th- and that's where that's what you just went That's what, you know, and folks, I want to say, and I know this went by so quickly, and we're going to have Pastor Miller back, I promise, and we'll have him back when uh, Miss Stephanie's here with us as well, so she'll get to uh, ask some questions, because I know she loves Pastor Miller and what he does on this podcast as well, but I just want to say this to you. Wherever you're at in life, you're not a doormat. uh, You're a child of God, Mm. and do what you've got to do biblically to try to make things better, and if it doesn't work, Read about Alexander the Coppersmith and the Apostle Paul. Second,
2: Second Timothy 4. Yeah,
1: and uh, the Apostle Paul just right down the road from where we were just at. And uh, and I'll tell you, because there comes a time where you get to be happy. There comes a time where it's about serving God. It's about doing what's right in the sight of God. It's about doing that. You don't have to be hurt. Uh you, you get to do that. Well, we sure did love having you here this week, Pastor. You made a really big difference oh, in our it's lives. It's
2: been a joy to be back with you.
1: Yeah, we look forward. We're going to get him back real soon. I promise that. And listen, if you think about it, pray for Pastor Miller, his family. Keep them in your prayers. You, you come through uh, Greenville area, South Carolina. Uh, if he's in town, he'll be at Morningside Baptist Church in the pews. He was a preacher for many years. He moved down, but he's still Pastor Miller. You come by and say hello. We sure do love you, folks. We hope you have a great day. May God bless you.
0: is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.